Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Before I do jump into things, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. And of course, check out libertyballers.com, where Paul, Steve, Jackson, Seamus, the entire crew will have you covered for all your Sixers needs. So, an ugly one at the Garden on Tuesday the Sixers ended their overall 15-game winning streak and domination of the Knicks. They end up getting dominated pretty bad on Tuesday, 112-99. The Sixers now 2-2 two and two on the season. Of course, it was an ugly performance, but again, we're only four games in. But there are some causes for concern when it comes to the Sixers. Number one, you know, they wanted to address the shooting in the offseason. I think they found a good way to do that. Obviously, not a good shooting night overall for the Sixers against the Knicks. They ended up hitting just 29%, just over 29% of their three-point attempts, 12 of 41 from deep. Interesting to note, they went eight for 16 on their corner shots. That was mainly due to Danny Green. Uh, he ended up hitting four of them from outside. Also, George Niang, who I've been super impressed by thus far. I think George Niang has been one of the most underrated pickups uh, in the league in terms of what he's bringing uh, to the second unit, the upgrade over Mike Scott. I just think that the way he plays, his effort level, his shooting capabilities to stretch the floor. Uh, I think Niang has looked really great. But back to the struggles of three-point shooting, they were just four for 25 on non-corner three-point attempts. Again, that is going to have to get much better. But you don't want to act like the sky is falling because you're only four games into the season. But if you look at it objectively, the Sixers 0-2 against teams that should be in the playoffs, the Brooklyn Nets and New York Knicks. And we saw some of the issues that there was concern about in the offseason kind of rear their ugly heads in that loss. Again, as I mentioned, the shooting, number two was a lack of creation. The Sixers weren't, especially with their first unit, weren't able to get a ton of looks in terms of through penetration and breaking down off the dribble. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, as good as he is, and he looks a little bit more confident when he's with the second unit where the ball in his, is in his hand and he's kind of the primary scorer and he's attacking the rim, I think he's more comfortable in that role. But as a lead guard, and again, the guy's in his second year, he's never played the position before, but he's struggling a bit getting everybody going around him. And I think that's where Tobias Harris has stepped up. I really like what we have saw from Toby over the first four games. He put up 23-9-9 in the loss to the Knicks. He's being aggressive. He's getting to the hole. He's also setting up his teammates. So I think that's something the Sixers are going to have to address at some point is how they're going to be able to get some creation off the top in terms of penetration on the offensive end because Seth Curry, very quiet night from him against New York after having a big night against OKC. He only finished with four points, but he's a guy you want to get the ball to where 
it's either on the on the second rotation or he's one quick pass away in the corner that Seth's going to be able to take that shot. And we didn't see a whole ton of that on Tuesday at the Garden, right? Like a lot of it was one-on-one basketball, uh, you know, somebody trying to dribble past their man at the top of the key, running into a double team, and and things are just look discombobulated. But I mean, that second quarter, they just got killed by the Knicks. And don't get me wrong, Kemba Walker looked like he was back in Charlotte in his heyday. But the Knicks were on fire in that second quarter and, and really couldn't miss um, from beyond the arc. And that was the difference in this game. They outscored the Sixers by 23 in quarter number two and, and never really looked back after that. So, again, you're not looking at this as a whole because, you know, Philly was leading after one, outscored the Knicks in both the third and fourth quarter. Fourth quarter was obviously a little bit more of garbage time, but that second quarter really stands out. And I think that highlights some of the issues the Sixers are going to have at some points this season. Obviously, there's a big guard who isn't there who would help get some more creation off the top with his playmaking abilities. He'd also help with the transition points because the Sixers weren't able to get much of that against the Knicks as well. They weren't able to get some defensive stops, which would lead to some easy points in in transition. I mean, yeah, they held the Knicks to five fast break points. They only scored nine themselves. And so if you're looking at that, that's where the Sixers, when their shooting is struggling, when they're unable to get consistent penetration off the top of the key, they have to look to get out and run and get some easy buckets. And so that game against the Knicks, really, we, we didn't see that at all. But again, I'm not going to act like the sky is falling. The The Sixers have shown a lot of good stuff. I think chemistry-wise, the, the team looks on point. You know, you can tell that these guys care about each other. They're, they're all in tune with each other. They're in sync with one another. But again, the inconsistencies of shooting, the inconsistency of creation is something we're going to have to keep our eye on going forward. And, and of course, there is a huge factor looming and a shadow looming of Ben Simmons and whatever ends up happening with him. Because the latest reports we have is he did work out with the team, uh, with everybody together prior to the game against the Knicks on, on uh, Tuesday morning. So we know that he's, he's there, he's taking part. He still, as he says, needs to get right mentally before he even thinks about rejoining the squad. But that's going to be obviously the huge domino that everybody's waiting to see what happens with. If he comes back and plays really well, again, ups his trade value. We could see a move happen in January, February, when the trade line, trade deadline part of me comes around. That's another time that's going to be, you know, circle on your calendar to, to look what happens there. But if the Sixers ultimately end up without Simmons, they're going to have to address those needs. Like Daryl Morey is going to have to look at getting somebody off the top who can create their own shot, who can get you a bucket. And we haven't seen that since Jimmy Butler but they need a guy who's going to be able to close out games and not only close out games when, when the Knicks or another team opponent you're playing against, they're on a six, eight, 10, nothing run. And you just need to stop the bleeding. They need someone who's either going to be a able to penetrate, find another man for an open dish, penetrate and get an easy layup or a dunk or get to the foul line and kind of turn things around. So again, this is all stuff. It's so early in the season, but we're starting to see a couple of things for the Sixers that might be issues going forward throughout the season. Want to jump into a couple of other things, including the Sixers upcoming schedule. I'll do that after a short break. All right. And we are back just a heads up. The coming in for a landing podcast with Paul Hudrick off for this Wednesday. He'll be back next week. Paul's been really doing a great job in terms of covering the team. He's at every game, home game, every practice. Uh, so the big man needed a day off. So that's why I, I'm filling in on the on the chair on this Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, I'll be on the postgame pod wrapping up things when the Sixers take on the lowly 
the lowly Detroit Pistons. You can get into Wells Fargo for as little as $7 for this one. So you can maybe skip a, a Big Mac meal or, or a Happy Meal from McDonald's and go ahead and check out the Sixers, uh, take on the Pistons. Now, the Pistons are dealing with some major injury issues. Borderline all-star Jeremy Grant dealing with a right elbow infection. He is going to be a game-time decision for the matchup against the Sixers. And number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham, still hasn't played a single Single minute in the regular season. He's, of course, dealing with a right ankle sprain. Uh, looks like the Pistons are being a little bit more cautious with Cunningham, wanting to make sure it's not something that drags on for the rest of the season. But this is a game that the Sixers should be able to put a beat down on an inferior team. The Pistons are 0-3. They've been outscored 104-91 on average in those losses. So really not even close to their opponents. And, and this is a game that the Sixers should be able to get back on track. And you want to see what I'm looking for in this one. A, obviously some better shooting. And I don't think the Sixers will struggle as bad as it did overall against the Knicks. I think they will be much better on average going out throughout the season. But you want to see what Tyrese Maxey can do in this game and hopefully build up his confidence to be a lead guard. Right, Let him try and get some penetration off the top. Call some sets for him where you're isoing him and seeing what he could do in that situation. Because... The, the Sixers are, have, and I've said this before, they have the benefit of having a pretty decent schedule through 20 games. Not a, not a ton of playoff contenders. You got the big one coming up against Atlanta on Saturday, the rematch from the ugly second round loss that the Sixers suffered in June. So they get to take on Trey Young and these guys and a bit of a revenge game there. Then you got Damian Lillard and the struggling Blazers coming in next week on Monday. And then they got Chicago, who has really been, I don't want to say the surprise because they've they're 4-0, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think they played a terribly tough schedule, but, you know, that's a team that's improved with DeMar DeRozan. They've improved with Alonzo Ball. They got Nikola Vucevic last year. So that's a squad that's on the come up. The Sixers have two matches, two matchups against them over the span of four days coming up next week. So, and that in between that is, is sandwich another game against the lowly Pistons. So looking at this right now, these are the games the Sixers got to rack up wins in, right? You don't want to have a letdown against the Pistons. You don't want to allow the team to hang around, to have a shot to win at the end. You want to take care of business in this one. So I'm looking for the Sixers to kind of get back on track, get things flowing again offensively, tighten up things defensively. And I still think the Sixers are one of the best defensive teams in the league. And Matisse Thibel is just a wrecking ball on the defensive end. So, you know, I, I think he's going to slowly start cementing himself this season as one of the best defensive players in the league. So you want to see these guys kind of impose their will against an inferior opponent in the Pistons and really start hopefully taking off from there. And, you know, when you're looking at this, again, these are the games that the Sixers, you, you don't want to have any letdowns in the games you should win because that sets you up at the end of the season where if you're fighting for, and again, this all depends on what happens with Ben, they could be fighting with for a number one seed, they could be in the three, four range. But though these games that are going to make a difference when it comes time to settle up home court advantage in the playoffs. And so if the Sixers can make sure they're taking care of business in these and maybe developing some good habits, developing some good rapport and chemistry amongst the teammates, that's what I think I'm looking for in this one against the Pistons. Also looking around the Eastern Conference, obviously we're dealing with the absence of Kyrie Irving. Uh, that's going to have quite a big effect on what happens with Brooklyn. But we're also dealing with some injuries for the Bulls as well, a team that I just mentioned that, hey, you know what? You look at the Bulls. They, they added some talent. Do they stack up to teams like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly? Not in my opinion. I think ultimately you'll, you'll see the Bulls kind of start to fall off. But Zach Levine dealing with a sprained left thumb. He said he's going to try and play through it. 
Uh, you might see him take some take some time off at some point if it's not getting any better. But again, nothing serious at this point. But that is something to keep an eye on at what happens around the Eastern Conference. That'll do it for this episode of Sixers Daily. Before I wrap things up, as I mentioned off the top, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. Always appreciate a five-star review. If you have the time to give us one, you can check out libertyballers.com. And if you ever want to interact with me, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at jazzkang21. That's at J-A-S-K-A-N-G-21. Like I mentioned, the Sixers taking on the Pistons on Thursday. I'll have the post-game recap for you there. And then the Sixers, again, taking on the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. I'm looking forward to that one. Should be a good one at Wells Fargo Center. 